0: Welcome to the official podcast for Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization. I'm Beth, a.k.a. Triumvir Clio. Hello again. Welcome back. I hope that you're well. It's New Year's Eve when I am, so I'm in that wonderful liminal point of the year waiting for the new year to begin. Today we have two Homeric hymns to cover— And they're dedicated to the most fitting god for what we've gone through the past year. Hestia, goddess of the hearth, the center of the home. You're probably more familiar with her Roman name, Vesta, as in the famous Vestal Virgins. Hestia is interesting. Um, She is the oldest of the Olympian gods. So she's the first swallowed and the last thrown up by Kronos. Um, and I really like how George O'Connor depicts her. Um, she really wasn't personified by the ancients. Uh, and so O'Connor draws her as fire, describing that she spent so much time inside of Kronos that her physical form was all but extinguished. And that's why she has no form. Um, but that's not from the two Homeric hymns that we're going to cover today. So I should probably move on. <laughs> as usual, I'm working from Susan Shelmerdine's translation. First up is Hymn 24, a short five lines. The poet invokes the goddess and speaks of how she tends the sacred fire in Delphi. Um, You'll recall that Delphi is the center of the world. So if the hearth is the center of home, the hearth at Delphi is the central most point of the world. She is anointed and perfumed. uh, Sorry, she is anointed with perfumed oil. Uh, The poet calls for Hestia to live in their house along with Zeus, which means it uh, may be more of a temple than a house. And then the poet concludes by asking Hestia to grant favor on him. Probably a hymn. I suppose it could be a her, but the vast majority of what has survived was written by men, so more likely a hymn. And that is hymn 24. The other hymn dedicated to Hestia is number 29. As with much of the corpus, we really don't know much about the historical context in which this hymn was written. Um, it is definitely incomplete though. Uh, going straight from line nine to 10 makes no sense. So at least one line is missing at that point, possibly more, obviously with a break, we don't really know. Um, what survives is a 14 lines long. The poet begins by invoking the goddess and proclaiming that she holds the highest honor by her seat as goddess of the hearth. No feast begins without first pouring out a libation to Hestia. She is the first and the last, which could refer to a couple of things. There is the Kronos story I already mentioned, that she was the firstborn and the last regurgitated. So in some ways, she's considered to be both the firstborn and the lastborn. Um, She's the firstborn of Gaia and the lastborn of Kronos. Um, It could also refer to the libations. Um, The first is poured out to her, and there are sources that indicate that the last libation was also always poured out to her. Then the hymn takes kind of a weird turn and adds Argaeophantes, better known as Hermes, into the mix. He gets a similar treatment at the feast. So back to those sources about libations. Sometimes it worked that Hestia got the first and Hermes got the last. Um, both gods are protectors of the home. Hermes is the you know god of thieves, right? So if you if you have Hermes in your home, then he will protect you from the thieves. Um, So it makes sense that both would be honored on a regular basis in the home at the hearth um, as part of every feast. But this is also where the hymn breaks, so it's not clear exactly where this introduction of Hermes was going. Um, When it picks back up, the poet appears to be asking Hermes to provide blessings along with Hestia. The hymn then concludes by saying farewell to both Hestia and Hermes, and with a promise to sing them another song later. So... There we have it, the two hymns to Hestia. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this mysterious goddess. The blog is at triumvirclio.school.blog. The URL and maybe a link are in the show notes. Find me on Patreon as triumvirclio. The URL for that is in the show notes too. On Monday, we have a somewhat special episode. It's our only surviving amp example of a satyr play. Um, and it's it's Cyclops by Euripides. So it's in tragedy because it's Euripides, but um, but it's a satyr play, So it's a little different. And it's the only one that has, has made it through the ages. Uh, so I look forward to talking with you about it then. You can join the discussion of this and everything covered in this podcast by following the link in my show notes. And if you're enjoying what you've heard so far, please consider supporting the show with a monthly donation of your choosing. Just like public radio. And please also consider giving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice so that more people can discover the fun that is Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization.